This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at com. Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza! Touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown Bullpups! No flags on the play! It is 99 yards right up the seam! The big play threat from a season ago does it again! Everything happening in the sports world. Personal file. 69. Offense. He's giving them the business. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I, I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson and a very chilled man this afternoon, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Steve was wandering around the office this morning saying, am I the only one that's just really, really cold? And I, I was said, freezing. yeah, you are. I was freezing. Nobody else is cold. Well, I have poor blood circulation apparently. Do you feel better about the upcoming week? Maybe that it will get warmer? Well, all I'd know is I looked at the uh, forecast for tomorrow night's soccer game, and it's 23 degrees. And for football on Friday, it's 24. So Ooh. we may have to take a space heater on uh, Thursday and Friday. We can put it down at your feet. Yeah, I'd go for that. Make you feel a little bit better. Well, Steve, you mentioned soccer last night. What a fun game it was for McPherson taking on Salina Central. And being honest... You and I were a little nervous for them going into that game. A team that had played them relatively close in the first half of the regular season. A 3-1 game. Cold night. It's playoff soccer against a good program. And you and I were a little nervous. But Drew Schrader said, have no fear. I am here. And scored five goals. Yeah. And those five goals tie the record of Nick Torres. And we just realized Britton Haig had five last year. Our record book uh, had not been updated uh, with uh, last year's results. So uh, our apologies to Britton Haig. We will get that story updated. But uh, five goals is an amazing feat. Um, Drew Schrader, he just came and worked. You know, he worked. He just outworked people, got some great assists. Uh, Britton Haig, Jail Jaime, I think Sammy Jaime, Cody Achilles, I think they all had assists in there. And of course, uh, Drew had a penalty kick. But great win for the Bullpups. And now they play a team that looks like Instead of playing soccer, they've been playing pinball. When you look at the numbers for Emporia, highest scoring team in the state. And I think, what was it, 134 goals or something like 111. that? 111. 111 goals. Their leading score has 34 goals. They have a kid with 34 goals and 24 assists. And that is just a staggering, staggering number. So you just wonder if they're if he's playing against air sometimes, the way he scores so easily. But Anyway, uh, be a great challenge for the Bullpups. As we said yesterday, Class 5A in soccer, it is just unbelievable how deep it is. When this is, you know, a regional championship game, this is this has a Final Four uh, championship game type feel to it tomorrow night. So Bullpups, if they can play like they did last night, 
They were getting to every 50-50 ball. Uh, you know, their defense played great, had great ball movement. Uh, who knows? Uh, it's, it's a very even matchup on paper, and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, Steve, fun night of soccer last night. A wild night of baseball as well. Game six of the World Series, Steve from the get-go said, it's going to be the Astros in six. I did. They are going home. They're going to Minute Maid Park. They're going to win. I just did it's not, all over. I just did not think that the road team could win for a sixth straight game. <laughs> and it looked good for Houston early. They are up 2-1. Then the roof caved in. Uh, I went to bed, of course, early, like I always do. But I did see the play where Davey Martinez kind of lost his mind on the Runner being called out. Right. Out of the baseline, Trey Turner. Let me, let's me let start with that, Steve, okay. before we dive into the actual game itself where the Nationals were able to kind of blow it, op- blow it open at the end. So it was a highly debated call, and it's the rule where if a throw is coming up the first baseline at the same time as the runner, and the runner is not in his base path, which th- their base path is on the foul side, if you can envision that. You're running up the first base side. On the right side, you have to run on the right side of the foul line. You following me? Gotcha. Well, Trey Turner, every step that he took with his left foot was in the grass, which is, I don't know, three feet to the left of the line in fair territory. Every step he took was with his left foot. And you're supposed to run in the running lane, and, and typically this rule is in there for you to not at the last second jet back out. You are supposed to run in a straight line over on the right side. Well, he ran in a straight line. Yeah. He just ran in a straight line on the wrong side. Right. And so the other part of this that made the rule very interesting and and difficult to interpret is that Trey Turner, whenever he was hit by the ball and was in the running lane, it was after he had touched the base, or sort of as he was touching the and base. And he knocked the glove off the first base. Right, and so that rule is supposed to be there for when you are still running to the bag, when you're still a few steps in front. But once you're already there, it makes the rule change a little bit, and that's why there was so much debate with it. And then, of course, the Nationals were able to score two runs just a couple of batters later when Anthony Rendon hit a home run and kind of made up for all of that. And that's what surprised me so much about Davey Martinez going out there and getting ejected in between innings. It didn't happen while the game was going on. Yeah. We went to a commercial break, yeah, and re- you come back, and then all of a sudden he's ejected, yeah. and he was losing his mind. Well, he wanted, to, you know, he wanted to show his players that he was, you know, sticking up for them, and and uh, you know, he he came under a lot of fire early this year. Uh, he was almost fired when they were nineteen and thirty-one. Now they're one victory away from winning the World Series, and don't even ask me who's going to win tonight. Because who's going to win tonight? Whoever wins tonight, whoever I say, it's going to be the other team. So it's Scherzer against Grinky. My my money would be on Washington because I think Max Scherzer is just going to be lights out. Zach Grinky, I worry about because he kind of shrinks in the big moments. You know, he's 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 a guy that you know he, he likes the laid back atmosphere. This is going to be as high tension as you can get. Not sure Zach Grinky can hold up. Let me ask you this, Steve. We have several things I want to talk about today, but I think you've heard my point on where I stand on coaches and managers and whoever it is getting ejected from games. I don't really understand the point. It's already happened. You're through the inning. I I would maybe have understood a little bit more if Martinez had gone out there as the call had been made. And the interesting part about it, too, is that 
They went to review it, but they weren't really reviewing it. Everybody on TV thought they were. They knew that they could not review that play, and so the Nationals at the moment had put the game under protest, but you can't put the game under protest on a judgment call, and so they were trying to talk to New York, and nobody knew what was going on, and it was like 10 minutes of everybody and just Joe standing Torrey there. And was sitting there. Right, and so everybody was very confused. But I would have understood a little bit more if in the moment he had reacted that way. Yeah. If you envision George Brett in the pine tar game at Yankee Stadium, they sit there and they put the bat down and they call him out and he sprints out there in a rage and is saying, I hate you, I'll kill you, whatever he says. Mm -hmm. I understand that a little bit more, but as the manager, as a boss, a manager is a boss. Yeah. You know, our manager here at the radio station is Mark. Right. Mark in the morning. Yeah. If... You did something really stupid this that morning, Steve. I, yeah, I always If do you that. went on and you, and you meant to send an email to somebody and you dropped the F-bomb in there, but instead you posted at midkansasonline.com. Yeah. And at the time, Mark says, man, Steve, that's a bad decision. Why'd you do that? And you say, you know, I don't know, Mark. I'm going to try and correct it. And then tomorrow, he rolls back into the office and immediately, the second you walk in the door, he comes charging at you and says, what's wrong with you? I hate you. <laughs> uh, then I, I think it's strange that yeah. way for management and people that are in charge to react like Davey Martinez did. When it's over, the play's already happened. You're now up 5-2. to two. Yeah. You're in between innings. What's the point of that? Yeah, and to me, too, though, the umpire... It's a World Series game. You know, it's an elimination game. Oh, Martinez deserved to be ejected. Yeah, I There's no wrongdoing on the umpire. I, did, I, I didn't see it. Oh, it, it was bananas. Okay. He was out there having to be restrained, and they gave him a lot of time. Well, that's what I'm going to say. They they gave him it, a minute to, to scream, and okay. then after he had done that for a minute, it was still going, and it's being held back. Well, that's, yeah, he deserved to get He deserved kicked. it. He was yeah. trying to get ejected. Well, that's probably it. He probably saying, kick me out. Go ahead and throw me out. I don't care. But I don't think that is the way we should supervise events, and I, I don't think that's the way coaches should react, and I talk about this all the time with Bill Self that there's usually once or twice a year where he'll go get a technical and give the other team free throws for two free throws at two points. Yeah. And I understand a little more in basketball where your two points, they don't matter quite as much. You're trying to get a rise out of your guys. But I'm just not a fan of people that are in management, they're your managers, they're your coaches, getting ejected from games. I don't think that's a good look. I don't think that helps anything. No, I know right. that you want to say, well, he's going to bat for us, and we're going to go to bat for him. But, there's, but, but if but it, if your coach just runs out there and gets ejected, yeah. it's almost like he wants to be done. Yeah. It's almost like he doesn't care. Yeah, it's you know you can take arguing to a point, and then at some point at some, it's just stupid. Yeah, at some point you're over the top, and he obviously went out there to get kicked out. So it'd be like this, Steve. You're in a hurry. I'm you're you're driving your car down the highway, and you go, God, I'm running late. I've got to get there, and I, I'm i going to go five miles over on the speed limit. No, just I'm getting crazy. I'm going to go oh. five over, maybe ten. Yeah, That would be like a normal response. You're going to go a little over the speed limit. But Davey Martinez said, I'm running late. I'm going to go 145 miles per hour down 135 and try to get to Wichita in time. I just didn't think it was necessary. I think it puts your team at a disadvantage. This is Game 6 of the World Series. You are a National League manager. You are trying to win this game. You've got your guys out in the bullpen. Do you really want to turn things over to bench coach? Yeah. you really want to turn things over to that? Well. And imagine if the Nationals had lost. 
They made a bad decision in terms of a pitching change and brought in Max Scherzer, and he gives up a grand slam and they lose. Don't you think they texted him on the bench? No, you can't. Oh, I didn't know if you. There's no contact allowed. Okay, I didn't. You got to leave. I just figured there's ways to circumvent the uh, ejection. I mean, in theory, you're not allowed to. Yeah. Did you ever see when you were a little kid, like one of the dad coaches get kicked out of a 12 year old baseball game? You're supposed to leave that, and go get in your car. That, that I never saw. Oh, not, it happened a lot in my neck of the woods. Man, not you're not, supposed to leave. You can't, these, they're a little more laid back. You in can't Southeast stand Kansas. from the parking lot and say, "Coach Smith, take Johnny out of the game I don't, and put him at second base." I don't think Jerry Sox Hyatt's dad ever got kicked out. Of course, he threw a no hitter about every game. I just think you're putting your team at a disadvantage. And I watch a lot of basketball, and I think it would be very irresponsible of Bill Self in the middle of the NCAA tournament, Final Four game, let's say. Yeah. They're playing Duke. Something's getting crazy. They're up by five with five minutes to go. And he doesn't like a call and goes and gets himself ejected or gets a double technical, however it ends up. You give the team points. I think that would be extremely irresponsible. Yeah. But like I was saying, imagine if the Nationals had blown that lead because they had brought somebody in from the bullpen and the Astros had won. How much Martinez would have been scrutinized oh, for getting ejected he, he from that game? Broiled. He would have been broiled and, and basted. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about the NCAA and an announcement that the association made yesterday in terms of paying athletes. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, did you read into the NCAA and some of their announcements yesterday? I didn't read a thing. I'm just trying to get the first night soccer scoring record straightened out. As it turns yeah. out, now the record is actually six. Yeah, Jim looked at the wrong page. Yeah, Jim looked at the wrong page and gave me the information I went with it, and that's my fault. I don't know Dylan Blosser. But he scored six goals He's against a good Circle. Golfer. Dylan Blossom. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I don't know him, but he yeah. did score six in a game against okay. the mighty Circle T Birds. Okay. Well, we will get it changed online. We don't want to set off a firestorm. So. Somebody will yell at me. I don't know who. <laughs> Just like what we gave in that hypothetical, Steve. Maybe it's manager Mark that he'll have your pink slip waiting well, on your desk. Well, the beauty of online is compared to when I worked at the newspaper, it's in there forever. It's in there forever. Here we can change it and get it right. So. Well, Steve, the NCAA made an announcement yesterday that, and it was interpreted kind of wrong, I think, by everybody, but the announcement was made that they are going to seriously look into paying student-athletes, not paying them, but being able to allow them to capitalize off of their own likeness, off of their own image, and we've talked about this several times on this show over the last two months because there has been some movement with it, and instead of the NCAA, which has forever said, we're not going to allow this to happen. And California comes in and says, we're going to just go ahead and do it. Instead of them saying, no, California, listen to our rules, they just said, 
okay, we're probably just going to follow your rules and we're just going to change them all. I'm surprised with the way that they have reacted to this. And I think they are making the right decision in terms of saying, okay, we're going to look into this and we are going to potentially allow student athletes to capitalize off of their likeness and be able to be paid and do endorsement deals and do whatever else comes with that. But I'm surprised that they reacted in that way. Are you surprised? The ins- I'll tell you, I think someone needs to investigate the NCAA. I just, it seems like they just make decisions that don't make a lot of sense sometimes. They drag their feet on things. So, I don't know. I, I, I just try to stay out of anything NCAA news. That's not a very good answer, Steve, <laughs> okay. for you being on a talk show, a sports talk show. Well, I want to hear your opinion. Go ahead and tell me. Well, I just told you what it was. I'm surprised that they d- did this. I think it's the right decision. I think there is a crew that can investigate into this, but it's something that we've talked about for a while that the NCAA forever has said, no, we're not backing, we're, we're backing you down on this. This is not happening. This is college athletics. These are student athletes. This is not happening. But as we've addressed, I don't mind the idea of these student athletes being able to capitalize off of their image, be able to, let's say, sell a jersey in the bookstore. They do make they do make schools millions of dollars with their stuff. Now I do disagree with that. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that Mitch Lightfoot makes KU basketball millions of dollars. I don't think that's the case. I don't think Devontae Graham, Frank Mason, Andrew Wiggins, Joel Embiid, Sasha Khan, Wayne Simeon, I don't think those guys made KU basketball millions of dollars. I think KU basketball made the University of Kansas millions of dollars. Well, that's true. There are players that have helped with it, but Steve, I don't think you care what the product is on the floor. I think you're going to go watch KU basketball, whether it's me playing forward or whether it's Wayne Selden playing forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't necessarily agree with that, that they are the ones making all the money for the school because I think it is part of the school, and it, it's the Jayhawk logo that helped with that, not the Joel Embiid trust the process yeah. shirt. There, but, are, there are a lot of KU jerseys, though, when you go to games. You see a lot of KU There are a lot of KU jerseys, and I do think that players should be able to capitalize off of that. I think there should be maybe a little percentage that you say, okay, every Andrew Wiggins jersey we sell in the bookstore – you get 10% of it, 20% of it. I do think that would be suitable. I think all these players should be able to have jobs. But the age-old argument that comes with all of this, and this is where I think we're going to about see the end of college athletics as we know it, is I just think some of these programs are going to take this and run with it. And what I mean is, Now that a student-athlete is allowed to have a job, somebody's going to give them a really, 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 really good job and a really high-paying job for not working. Where I think the theory of this is, Steve, you're a hard-working basketball player at the University of Kansas. You're living in Lawrence over the summer, and you want to be able to go have a job, and you can go be a server at, I don't know, some 23rd Street Brewery. Okay. You can go be a server there. You can make your $12 an hour. I think that's the idea of this. The problem is if they say, Steve, we want you to come play basketball at KU. You're the number one recruit in the country. We're going to set you up with a temp job at the biggest law firm in Lawrence, 
and they're going to pay you $300 an hour to do their bookkeeping. <laughs> and, you know, just go run out and grab us some lunch. Uh, really, just just don't well, even do anything. I will say, when I was... I at, just think there's a, there's a lot of ways to manipulate this. When I was at Independence Junior College in 1975... Of course, we had the national championship basketball team. The players had what was called work study. Yeah. Well, a lot of those. You don't got, think they did a lot of work or studying? I think they turned on like the uh, sprinklers and got paid about a hundred dollars to do it. Right. So yeah, I just am worried that that's the next step where all of this goes. And and I'm fine with these guys being able to do that. If you're USC or you're KU and you have boosters and backers that are willing to do that. Well, then that's all right. But I'm just afraid that that's going to make some things weird. I am also fine with them being able to profit on, let's say, an autograph signing. That the University of Kansas or Kansas State says, Hey, Skylar Thompson, you played a great game the other day. The Walmart in Manhattan wants to do an autograph signing. Will you come out here? We'll pay you $500 to come sign some autographs. I think that's fine. I think there are... Good things that can come from this. I think that it's their image, their likeness. They should be able to capitalize off of it. But I think it's going to get really crazy. And that they're going to offer up a lot of money. And that it's going to really, really change the landscape of college sports. What did Gordon Gecko say? Greed is good. I don't think greed is good in this situation. I, I just think it's going to get very hairy. And like I've mentioned, how do we draw the lines on these endorsement deals? Where do we decide, oh, yeah, you can do that. Oh, no, you can't do that. I, I just think it's going to make things there's gonna be a extremely lot of, difficult. There's going to be a lot of gray area. Now, the other thing that goes into this too, Steve, is let's say you can capitalize on your image and the NCAA does pass this. And we've been saying for three years on this show, if you don't want to go to college, you shouldn't have to in terms of declaring for the NBA draft and or I'm, the MLB draft. I'm a believer draft. in that. I think kids can come out after high school. But what if it's this? What if I could go to Duke and make more money as a freshman than I would by going and playing in the G League? Go to Duke. Or China. Go where the, go for the, go where the money is. I, I think it could change things almost in going back the opposite direction of yeah. the way I feel like it had been going. Yeah. I just... I don't know how this is going to work yet. And I'm just afraid that it's going to get so crazy and so ludicrous with the amount of money that these guys will be able to get, or girls, whoever it is. And I, and the other thing, too, is, and, and some people that I see talk about this argument a lot, they say, well, that's the difference in football and women's tennis, that the best women's tennis player at the University of Kansas will certainly not be making as much in endorsement deals as the best football player at the University exactly. of Kansas. Exactly, and then now you get in the, you know. Or the left guard won't make as much as the center, and the well, if, linebacker won't make as much as the wide receiver. If, if the women don't make as much as the men, you're looking at what, is title line still around? I don't know how that, I mean, yes it is, but I don't okay. know how that plays into this because it's just an open market. Yeah. They're not saying that she cannot make that much money, Yeah, but that the, let's say, whoever the best KU wide receiver at the time is, he'll likely make more money than the third-best women's tennis player well, or the swimmer or somebody on the track team. I, I just think it gets very dicey the further we go down this road. Well, they got to get the house in order. That's all i got to say. Great insight today, Steve. <laughs> Man, you, you disappointed me. You disappointed the, well, the, I the got, listeners. Well, I got flustered. 
you know, when I when I make a mistake, I get flustered. Well, we both did. Yeah. We'll take it. All right. All right, Steve. No more mistakes ever. We will wrap up today's show after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, you over there? I'm here. You're there? I'm everywhere. I think people are concerned. <laughs> I don't know if you said anything the last 15 minutes. Well, You've been over there in your head thinking about mistakes. It's like your golf game. Oh, yeah. You get in your head a little bit. You start thinking about that shot from number six. And oh, I do that. You're already on hole number 13. and But it, it's all correct now. It's all been corrected. So the beauty of online. All right, Steve. I'm going to give you one more chance to make a mistake. Okay. I need your prediction <laughs> for Game 7 of the World Series tonight. Home. Because the reason is... All the people listening say, I need Steve to pick so, I can so that way I can call up my bookie out in the I desert. I hear that a lot. And they say, all right, Steve's picking the Astros. I'm going Nationals. I'm going Nationals. With You're Max, taking the Nationals? Max Scherzer, the home team. Mad gonna, Max? The home team's going to lose every game. It's wow. a trend. You're sticking with it? Well, everyone else is going to pick Houston now since I picked Washington. <laughs> Why don't you have any faith in my guy... A man that I really enjoy, Zach Grinky. Why don't you have any faith in him? I just in a big what big games he ever won? Really, what big game is he? He won, won lots of big games for the 2009 Kansas City Royals. He like, also lost lots of games by giving up one run. He had one year. He was like four and five and seventeen. I remember. From yeah, those days. were the early days. Yeah, I think I've got faith in, in Zach Grinky. Okay. I think I've got faith in Houston. Well, you can laugh at me tomorrow. I told you at the beginning of the series, Astros in seven, and I'm not going to waver. Steve sometimes wavers. He he says he's I'm he's a not flopper. He says that he doesn't ever jump off the bandwagon, but he will. I'm not wavering. Give me the Astros in well, you seven. Had, you had the Astros in seven to begin with. I had the Astros in six. So give me the Astros in seven. That's all I've got to say. And remember, Steve. I picked the Astros to go to the World Series at the beginning of this whole thing. Now, the problem was I picked the Dodgers to yeah. to beat them. So, yeah. I still well, have faith. I don't have either team because I had the Yankees over the uh, Braves, I believe. Bad picking. Yeah, well, originally, <laughs> at the start of the year, I had Yankees-Cubs. And then when the playoffs came around, I had Yankees and Braves. All right, Steve. Tomorrow on the show, it's a Bullpup Football Preview Thursday. We'll also have to do a few fearless forecaster right. picks because we do have some Thursday night football. Yeah. Bullpup soccer in the regional final tomorrow night. Ton of stuff coming up. Yep. It's going to be cold. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, the Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday 
from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM, KBBE.